Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Whenever we come to God's Word, whether to a deeply spiritual book such as Ephesians or to a book with easy-to-understand ethical and moral precepts such as Proverbs, the kind of person that we are will have much to do with what we take away from our reading of the Bible. In fact, the Bible itself tells us that the words of Scripture can be spirit and life to us, as we see in John chapter 6, the words which I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But the same New Testament also provides a strong word of caution in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, who has made us sufficient as ministers of a new covenant, ministers not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Spirit and life, or dead letter? The Bible can be either. And the determining factor as to which we will experience has everything to do with us and how we approach this Word of God. Ron Kankas has joined us for our third program in the Life Study of Proverbs. Ron, a book that a lot of people, I think, are quick to call their favorite or one of their favorites in the Bible, but uh, it's not so simple, is it? Whether it's uh, simple or not depends on the reader. Yeah. The book itself, you know, it's a series of just what the title says, of Proverbs, of maxims that communicate certain principles about various aspects of human life in relation to God the Creator and to the fear of the Lord. I'd like to share something on the personal side very briefly and then fellowship based upon your opening word, which I have a lot of feeling about. The personal side, uh, some years ago in reading through the Bible again and again and coming to Proverbs, I was impressed with the line of life and death in Proverbs, uh, which is very much in keeping with the principle of the two trees in Genesis 2 and throughout the Bible. For instance, one of the Proverbs says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. Another proverb, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the father, whether physical father or spiritual father, appealing to his son and exhorting his son to keep my words so that you are in the way of life and not to follow what Scripture calls, um, you know, really an immoral woman, a strange woman that will lead you to death, to Sheol. So you do have the thought in this book, in the text, not merely of right and wrong, but of Life versus death. And this provides a lead into my comment on your opening word. The Bible, we testify, is God-breathed. Every word is breathed out by God. So we adhere to and we testify of the inspiration of the Scriptures. So the Bible itself is divinely inspired. But what the Bible is to us 
is determined more by us than by the Bible. What do we mean? The kind of person we are in reading the Scriptures will determine whether in our experience the Bible is a book of life or a book of dead letter. The Bible is God-breathed, but it's written in human language. It embodies human thought. And a human being can read the text, understand it with the mind, and only be impacted by the letter, and the letter kills. The Lord's word in the Gospel of John makes this principle abundantly clear when in chapter 5, verses 39 and 40, he says this, You search the scriptures, he told the religionists, Mm -hmm. for in them you think that you have eternal life. But they, the scriptures, testify concerning me, but you will not come to me that you may have life. Religious people for centuries have been coming to the Bible and using the Bible for their own purposes. Uh, Ethical persons come to the Bible to learn more about ethics. Uh, Moral persons read the Bible to strengthen their morality. And that is not invalid, an approach, but it's far short. The reason we call this program, The Life Study, is that our study of the Word is governed by the life in the Word. And we always want to touch the Spirit and life. John six sixty three. the words that I have spoken to you are Spirit and life. So whether the Bible, we're talking about the actual Bible, whether it's dead letter to us that brings us into death or whether it's spirit and life to us, depends on us, on whether we are praying and whether we are one with the Lord, whether we are seeking the Lord in the way of life when we come to it. And we're saying all of this because those who follow this rather short series of messages and those who obtain the life study to read the printed messages will soon discover Uh, Brother Lee, and then also we ourselves in coordinating with his ministry, have a particular emphasis in these messages. We're actually not expounding that much on the text, but touching something essential. Here is a book in the Bible that has all these Proverbs. You know, a lazy person can read them and be uh, convicted about his indolence and be charged to labor with his hands. And a stingy person can read them and be convicted of his love of money and be inspired to give and things like this. Right. That is basically an ethical approach. It is coming to Proverbs to find things there that will improve yourself. This approach turns the Proverbs into a a book of self-improvement. We come to the book of Proverbs as those who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, regenerated by the life-giving Spirit, who are a new creation in Christ. And we come as the new man, touching this book in spirit and life, that we may learn in Christ how to live the life of the new man. 
This is our view and this is our approach that governs these messages in the book of Proverbs. It's quite striking. It's very impressive. And I really believe in the Lord's presence. It is a matter of life or death, spiritually speaking. Ron, I think that uh, based on that kind of uh, backdrop for the life study today, I'm just going to mention right now that uh, those of our listeners who are looking forward to hearing many of these Proverbs that they grew up uh, appreciating and, and wanting to hear the interpretation of them will be disappointed if that's what they're after in these radio programs. But they will not be disappointed if they take the radio programs and also contact us about getting the printed life study messages because the uh, the text is there and those passages are addressed. And uh, based on a thorough study that Witness Lee did in the 1950s, uh, he brought those uh, uh, portions into the written life study. But his speaking during this time in his ministry was very much centered on the burden that you have just expounded and I tried to touch in the opening Uh, So I just want to reinforce, I think, what you are saying to our listeners. This will really be the thrust of this short life study that we have on radio of uh, the book of Proverbs. I think the verse that I would like to read as we join Witness Lee for this first portion uh, very much underscores what you were just fellowshipping, Ron. In Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. This verse just doesn't leave much room for self-improvement, does it? None at all, but it leaves much room for Christ. Amen. Here's Witness Lee. Who is the right person to read the Bible? When you come not only to the Proverbs, even to the entire Bible, even to Ephesians, Moses' spiritual book, you must be a lover of Christ, pursuing after Him, living a life, always denying yourself, always to have yourself in everything conformed to the death of Christ. Not only so, this is our negative side, to deny the self, to get all aspects of your being crucified on the cross. Yourself, your natural man, your old man, your character, your this, your that, whatever of your being, born of your father and mother, you have to put them on the cross. In other words, you just have to experience the cross of Christ which has crucified you in every way. You are finished. But God's salvation does not only have one end, termination. But after termination you have the positive side, germination. After death you have resurrection. Dead terminates. Rejection germinates to terminate the human life, even the fallen life, the rotten, corrupted life, a life that becomes satanic. Terminate that. Then in resurrection, Christ released his divine life. In his death, in his death, 
in the last tab of his death, he released the divine life from out of his humanity. And in Revelation, he dispenses this released divine life into us through regeneration. That is a germination. So we have a new start with a new life, with a new person. And that new life is a life of both divinity and humanity. It's wonderful. Ron, I think this uh, further underscores that, you know, to take a book like Proverbs as a, a kind of self-help program really runs a counter to everything God is revealing to us in the New Testament, in the Bible, when we really see it in the light of the divine revelation. His solution for the old man, for our natural life, is not improvement, is it? No. The Lord's way to solve all of our problems is to crucify them by crucifying us, to make us one with him in his death. I was crucified with Christ. Our old man was crucified with him, Romans 6, 6. Then he comes into us with his resurrection life and lives in us, and we live by faith in him. If we read the book of Proverbs in isolation from the epistles of Paul, from the totality of the divine revelation, we may lapse into a de facto self-improvement program. We read these Proverbs We try to select certain ones that will improve our life. And we're actually, although probably unintentionally, building up the very thing that the Lord has crucified. So we need a radically different orientation to the book of Proverbs. We read it as crucified and resurrected persons, touching spirit and life, receiving help and living the life of the new man in Christ. Wow. Let's go on. I think Witness Lee is going to continue on this line in this coming portion and uh, develop it even a little more. How about we join him for this next portion? If you are a lover of Christ, you must realize on the negative side, you are finished. You are out. Out of the sight. Out of the scene. But you have the process and consummated train God to replace you. Isn't this wonderful? That's a new life. So you must live by this life every day. By this life. I am finished. I have been crucified. It is no more I. But I have another I. And this other I is just Christ himself as me. So he lives in me then I live with him. So all the time I live such a person by the power of resurrection and by the bountiful supply of the all-inclusive spirit of Jesus Christ. I live such a person. Okay, you must be such a person. Then you come to the Bible, not exercising your mentality, but exercising your spirit. And your spirit will control your mind. 
don't forget now, in your spirit, there is the marvelous, wonderful process, all-inclusive, sevenfold, intensified, life-giving spirit. Such a one within you. You live with him, and he lives with you. Such a person, you come to the Bible, exercising the spirit, letting the spirit move in you. Right away, every word of the Bible, not only the word in the New Testament, but also the word in the Old Testament, every word becomes what? Spirit and life. Uh, Ron, this touches something that may sound uh, just purely spiritual, but it's really very practical in terms of determining the kind of person we are coming to the Word. If we come solely with the exercise of our mentality, which is sort of the default setting in our natural being, we get one experience. If we come one with the Lord, one with Him in spirit, with an exercise spirit, allowing the spirit to be the guiding element controlling our mentality, everything changes, doesn't it? Everything changes. Please remember that the Bible conveys thoughts in human language, which thoughts we understand through the proper exercise of our mind. If we stop here, then we treat the Bible in a common way, in a secular way, as if it were the same as an encyclopedia or some kind of history book or a textbook. But the Bible is God's breath, its spirit and life in its essence. If we don't touch that and we just read the Bible as if we're reading a newspaper, then the effect of our reading merely in the mind will be to deaden us. But if we recognize the nature of the Scripture, including the book of Proverbs, as an inspired text containing the breath of God, which is spirit and life. If we realize this and if we exercise our spirit with our mind and we come through the Bible seeking to know the truth, seeking to understand, but even more seeking to contact the Lord and be fed by him through the life supply, the Bible will be the tree of life to us. The difference is whether the Bible is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil practically speaking, because we get knowledge of good and evil. The issue of that is death. Or the Bible may be the tree of life. And Proverbs, a few times, uses this expression, a tree of life, giving us some suggestion that we need to take the way of the tree of life, we need to be in the principle of the tree of life, We need to come to the Word as the tree of life. We ourselves need to be persons of the tree of life, reading the Bible in the way of life. Then we will get life and life supply. We will contact Christ as our life, and we will be revived, and we will be filled with God through our reading of the Word of God. It is a drastic night and day, death and life comparison. You mentioned this proverb that I'm going to read right now, the verse that leads us into our final segment. It's Proverbs 16.25. There is a way which seems right to a man, but the end of it is the ways of death. And that can also be true in how we handle the Bible. It may seem right to us to come to it in a certain way. 
But as you've been pointing out, as we've heard today, it can be a way that would lead us into the experience of death. What is really the book of life should be that to us in this revolutionary, life-changing approach to it that we're hoping to emphasize today that it becomes life to us in every event. All right, here's Witness Lee with our last segment. If you are exercising your mind, you come to Ephesians. The unsearchable creatures of Christ. That Christ make his home. Oh, what is this? <laughs> unsearchable riches. What, 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 what? What? Christ makes his home. What? Just by this way, this little. Every word becomes a death. Can you see this? Let me tell you. Sometimes because I have been too busy. Full schedule, day by day. Then, just three minutes. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, you are the Son. You are the Son. The expression of the Father. Just half sentence. I got fed. I got nourished. I got stirred up. Could you see this? Okay. When you come to the book, Proverbs, you must be like such a person. You must be in this way. Then every word of the proverb becomes a gem. The principles are big nuggets. All these are just piece after piece, gem after gem, gem after gem. Ron, I think everyone who uh, heard that last short portion had to be touched deeply by the simple prayer that he uttered that brought him into God's presence. That really is a pattern for us when we come to the Word every time, isn't it? It speaks volumes. This is the spirit of a lover of Jesus contacting him in prayer, receiving him as life, approaching his Word as the Word of life, contacting spirit and life in the Word. This is the way we want to read the Bible all the time, and this is our approach to the book of Proverbs. This is a life study. Yes, we're studying the text, but we're studying it as a book of life, as the tree of life, because by the Lord's grace in life, we have become men of life who realize God's purpose is carried out by life to have God's building in life for the corporate expression of himself as life. For this, we need spirit and life through the word of God. All the time, every day, in every book, Proverbs is no exception. Proverbs to us is spirit and life. Well, you know, with the example that he gave there, coming to it in that way, it will be to us, as he said, a book with gem after gem, marvelous nuggets that are far more than just uh, ethical exhortations, ways of improving our character. These will really be uh, nuggets and gems that bring us into a deeper, richer experience of the one who is unsearchably rich. Nuggets and gems that will enrich us with the riches of Christ Jesus. 
Well, we mentioned at the beginning of the program that his handling and development of these uh, actual proverbs are present in the written life study. We hope you'll contact us to get this volume. It includes Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs if you would like to find out how to get it for yourself so that coming to Christ and then coming to the Word, uh, this book will be unsearchably rich to you as well. Call us toll-free. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us at Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or by email, you can reach us, send your email to radio at lsm.org. We hope you'll join us for our next program and all these life studies in the book of Proverbs, of Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Witness Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788.